Section three of the Law by Frederick Bastiat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by William Jones, Benita Springs, Florida. The Law by Frederick Bastiat. Section three. This plunder may be only an exceptional blemish in the legislation of a people, and in this case the best thing that can be done is, without so many speeches and lamentations, to do away with it as soon as possible, notwithstanding the clamors of interested parties. But how is it to be distinguished? Very easily. See whether the law takes from some persons that which belongs to them, to give to others what does not belong to them. See whether the law performs for the benefit of one citizen and to the injury of others an act that this citizen cannot perform without committing a crime. Abolish this law without delay. It is not merely an iniquity, it is a fertile source of iniquities, for it invites reprisals, and if you do not take care, the exceptional case will extend multiply and become systematic no doubt the party benefit will exclaim loudly he will assert his acquired rights he will say that the state is bound to protect and encourage his industry he will plead that it is a good thing for the state to be enriched that it may spend the more and thus shower down salaries upon the poor workmen take care not to listen to this sophistry for it is just by the systematizing of these arguments that legal plunder becomes systematized and this is what has taken place the delusion of the day is to enrich all classes at the expense of each other it is to generalize plunder under pretense of organizing it now legal plunder may be exercised in an infinite multitude of ways. Hence come an infinite multitude of plans for organization. Tariffs, protection, perquisites, gratuities, encouragements, progressive taxation, free public education, right to work, right to profit, right to wages, right to assistance, right to instruments of labor, gratuity of credit, etc., etc. And it is all these plans taken as a whole with what they have in common legal plunder that takes the name of socialism now socialism thus defined and forming a doctrinal body what other war would you make against it than a war of doctrine you find this doctrine false absurd abominable refute it this will be all the easier the more false absurd and abominable it is above all if you wish to be strong begin by rooting out of your legislation every particle of socialism which may have crept into it and this will be no light work mr montalembert has been reproached with wishing to turn brute force against socialism he ought to be exonerated from this reproach for he has plainly said quote, the war that we must make against socialism must be one that is compatible with the law honor and justice Close quote. 
but how is it that mr montalembert does not see that he is placing himself in a vicious circle you would oppose law to socialism but it is the law that socialism invokes it aspires to legal not extra-legal plunder it is of the law itself like the monopolist of all kinds that it wants to make an instrument and when once it has the law on its side how will you be able to turn the law against it how will you place it under the power of your tribunals your gendarmes and your prisons what will you do then you wish to prevent it from taking any part in the making of laws you would keep it outside the legislative palace in this you will not succeed i venture to prophesy so long as legal plunder is the basis of the legislation within it is absolutely necessary that this question of legal plunder should be determined and there are only three solutions of it one when the few plunder the many two when everybody plunders everybody else and three when nobody plunders anybody partial plunder universal plunder absence of plunder amongst these we have to make our choice the law can only produce one of these results partial plunder this is the system that prevailed so long as the elective privilege was partial a system that is resorted to to avoid the invasion of socialism universal plunder we have been threatened by this system when the elective privilege has become universal the masses having conceived the idea of making law on the principle of legislators who have preceded them absence of plunder this is the principle of justice peace order stability conciliation and of good sense which i shall proclaim with all the force of my lungs which is very inadequate alas till the day of my death and in all sincerity can anything more be required at the hands of the law can the law whose necessary sanction is forced be reasonably employed upon anything beyond securing to every one his right i defy any one to remove it from this circle without perverting it and consequently turning force against right and as this is the most fatal the most illogical social perversion that can possibly be imagined it must be admitted that the true solution so much sought after of the social problem is contained in these simple words law is organized justice now it is important to remark that to organize justice by law that is to say by force excludes the idea of organizing by law or by force any manifestation whatever of human activity labor charity agriculture commerce industry instruction the fine arts or religion for any one of these organizings would inevitably destroy the essential organization how in fact can we imagine force encroaching upon the liberty of citizens without infringing upon justice and so acting against its proper aim here i am taking on the most popular prejudice of our time it is not considered enough that law should be just it must be philanthropic it is not sufficient that it should guarantee to every citizen 
the free and inoffensive exercise of his faculties applied to his physical intellectual and moral development it is required to extend well-being instruction and morality directly over the nation this is the fascinating side of socialism but i repeat it these two missions of the law contradict each other we have to choose between them a citizen cannot at the same time be free and not free mr de lamartine wrote to me one day thus quote, your doctrine is only the half of my program you have stopped at liberty i go on to fraternity close quote. i answered him quote, the second part of your program will destroy the first close quote. and in fact it is impossible for me to separate the word fraternity from the word voluntary i cannot possibly conceive fraternity legally enforced without liberty being legally destroyed and justice legally trampled under foot legal plunder has two roots one of them as we have already seen is in human greed the other is in misconceived philanthropy before i proceed i think i ought to explain myself upon the word plunder i do not take it as it often is taken in a vague undefined relative or metaphorical sense i use it in its scientific acceptation and as expressing the opposite idea to property when a portion of wealth passes out of the hands of him who has acquired it without his consent and without compensation to him who has not created it whether by force or by artifice i say that property is violated that plunder is perpetrated i say that this is exactly what the law ought to repress always and everywhere if the law itself performs the action it ought to repress i say that plunder is still perpetrated and even in a social point of view under aggravated circumstances in this case however he who profits from the plunder is not responsible for it it is the law the lawgiver society itself and this is where the political danger lies it is to be regretted that there is something offensive in the word i have sought in vain for another for i would not wish at any time and especially just now to add an irritating word to our disagreements therefore whether i am believed or not i declare that i do not mean to impugn the intentions nor the morality of anybody i am attacking an idea that i believe to be false a system that appears to me to be unjust and this is so independent of intentions that each of us profits by it without wishing it and suffers from it without being aware of the cause any person must write under the influence of party spirit or of fear who would call into question the sincerity of protectionism of socialism and even of communism which are the one and the same plant in three different periods of growth all that can be said is that plunder is more visible by its partiality in protectionism and by its universality in communism whence it follows that of the three systems socialism is still the most vague the most undefined and consequently the most sincere 
be that as it may, to conclude that legal plunder has one of its roots in misconceived philanthropy is evidently to put intentions out of the question. End of section 3